Hello and welcome to the Polyglot Insights podcast, the podcast for language learning stories and language learning tips so that you can confidently learn any language on this beautiful planet. In today's episode, I'm here with Laura from Couch Polyglot, which is the name of her YouTube channel and her podcast. And together we'll be talking about mindset shifts and language learning methods that are essential when we're learning foreign languages. So I hope you like this episode. I'm here today with Laura from Couch Podiglot, which is the name of her YouTube channel and also the name of her podcast. She has great tips on language learning and she's all about learning it in a relaxed way. That's why she called it Couch Podiglot. And I'm definitely in favor of that. So Laura, can you just present yourself as well? Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm Laura. I'm from Barcelona originally. I've been living in Germany for 10 years, roughly. And I absolutely love languages. Uh, but I also, you know, love learning them, like you said, in a relaxed way. Like we don't have to be perfectionists. We can have fun with it. And, you know, also I don't like competitiveness so much. Like I prefer just, you know, do your thing right do what feels right for you and just have fun with it yeah great but the interesting thing is that even though or maybe because of that approach and that mindset you're able to speak several languages so it's not like okay we're either relaxed and don't speak any languages or we're perfectionists and speak all of them so that's really mm -hmm. interesting that we can definitely achieve that um now i have a really important question which is a lot of people think that they don't have the language gene, okay? They don't have the language yeah. gifts. And that's probably because it didn't work out for them at school with languages mm -hmm. because there were a lot of language, like word lists or literature and stuff like that, or they were traumatized when they had to do yeah. an oral exam or whatever. Um, so even I, I was actually good at languages at school, but I didn't know how to speak. So I still felt like I learned nothing. So my question is, do you think it's possible for people to get good at languages, to get fluent at foreign languages, studying by themselves, even if they weren't good at them at school? Mm. I do think it's possible. For instance, I don't know if you know him. There's this guy who teaches Italian, uh, Alberto from Italiano Automatico. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was very much inspired by him. And he actually talks about the fact that he was terrible at school <laughs> in English. So he couldn't even communicate. And I think the problem is that we take a method at school and we say, like we unconsciously think this is the only way to learn languages. And if I didn't learn them, through this method, I am not good at them and I will never learn them. And you could apply this to any subject really. Like um, I had a really great math teacher uh, and I was good at math, but then when we changed teacher, I was bad at it at mm. once, you know? So the teacher can influence, the method can influence. So just because you didn't learn it in that moment of time, you know, you were maybe also, uh, I don't know, you were a teenager, you had other priorities and maybe the method wasn't the best. Yeah. So I don't think you should take that failure and say, I'm not good at languages. I'm never going to learn them. I have a friend, for instance, who was struggling with English. And then um, as an adult, she really wanted to learn French and she 
she achieved it. Like, I mean, I mean, maybe she has a B2, right? Like she's not a native, like don't expect, we're again, something we talked about in the other video, like what are your expectations? But if your expectations are to be able to communicate, you, you can definitely achieve that. It's just that in that moment when she was younger, she had no motivation, maybe the teacher or the method wasn't the best. And now she's an adult who decides to learn the language and who maybe is applying better methods and she's being su successful. So, exactly. yeah, <laughs> what I do you agree. think? <laughs> no, I agree that um, it's all to do with motivation. The, the last thing is that like she decided, you know, to yeah. learn something. And at school, I had to learn a lot of things that I didn't care about. So then, yeah. of course, you're going to perform less well because like you don't, you can't really be bothered but then if you decide and you're also able to choose how you learn it like that's mm -hmm. optimal like you choose the method you choose that you mm -hmm. want to achieve this goal that's gonna change everything so then I also really like what you said is like maybe we mentioned I talk in another video before which is an online platform where you can schedule classes and have like a one-on-one -on -one teacher maybe one teacher has a method and makes you feel like you can't really learn this language well then look for another teacher maybe that teacher will give you the confidence that you need or exactly the mm -hmm. structure that you need so it's all about like trying out things or maybe you realize that you don't want a teacher at the beginning because you first want to try it out by yourself yeah and, and talk to other learners before you talk to a native who corrects everything so like it depends on your process and uh i think it's it's really cool that we tackled this topic of like yes even if you were bad at school you can definitely learn a language and it's all about deciding that you want to get this mm -hmm. goal that you want to get the outcome and you decide the way you will have to adapt just like any mm -hmm. goal we want to achieve and we try one strategy if it doesn't work go to the next one go to the next yeah one. keep your eyes on on the goal and you're gonna get it so that's mm -hmm. great the next question is what is something that every language learner should know so what are some of the key strategies or mindset tips or whatever um, mm -hmm. that every language learner should know and especially those that are actually struggling <laughs> to learn a language mm -hmm. what do you think they might need to change in their approach um, well, one thing they might need to change is their mindset, I think, like wanting to achieve, let's say, a huge level in two weeks. It's not realistic, right? But if you are consistent and you have a daily routine, even if it's just 10 minutes every day, imagine what you could achieve after a year. And that's actually what I did uh, with Italian. Um, I had this one rule. I have to watch a video every day. 10 minutes is minimum. If I feel like it, I'll do more. Since watching a video is an activity that I like, I kept on going, right? So I did more. I don't know how much I did. I didn't count it, you know, but after a year, I, yeah, I was conversational, just having no classes, nothing, right? So, but people, I think, give up because, uh, yeah, they just want fast results, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, you know, enjoy the process. Also, I really love uh, self-development books. So I've been reading a lot about things like, um, I don't know, the Pareto principle. I think it's called the 80-20 principle as well. So if you do the kind of the right things, then maybe you do you put 20% of the time and you get 80% of the output. And what are the right things? This depends on you. Like, what do you like? Like some people, you know, learn a lot by reading. For them, it's awesome. And I am more like the auditive type. And, you know, people sometimes 
say, hey, you say the grammar is useless. I don't say that. It's just, I don't like it. <laughs> But some people love grammar and they will learn languages by reading about the grammar. It's, I think it's possible, just not everyone, right? So just do something you like at least 10 minutes a day. That would be my tip so that you have a daily routine. And even on your bad days, days you will be doing that. Like that's what I did last year with Russian. I wanted to bring Russian to the next level. So I, I said, I'm going to read my first book in Russian. This was a wow. big goal for me, but it was a book with over 300 pages. And I thought reading this book is really huge, a huge thing. It's impossible, but reading one page a day <laughs> is possible. And I actually did it. Yeah. And that's, wow. you know, small, small steps bring you to big achievements. Uh, for me, that was a big achievement <laughs> anyway. Great. That's so inspiring. Yeah. Also, like all the tips you put in those few minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. I should watch it again and listen again. <laughs> no, I think it's really interesting. I'm, I personally am a little bit allergic to the word consistency and doing mm -hmm. something every day because I'm like really a multi-passionate. But yeah. I understand your approach, which is really combining it with something you like. Yeah. And I actually did that for Spanish when I started learning Spanish. I did something every day and it just became automatic yeah. because I loved it. Um, and I actually also do the same with Portuguese. So it's just, if someone tells me I have to do that, I don't like it. But if I like a language, I get obsessed with it. And I do a little bit every single day. Yeah. I, I want to hear it. I want to read it. I want to speak yeah. it. So then um, I do like your approach. And it's also really like, don't pressure yourself and be like, okay, what is something fun I can do every single day? So, and also like, you know, take your time. Don't expect to see results every single time you yeah. sit down. And the one thing I want every language learner to know is basically about pronunciation. So it's very often that we, we bring our own sounds, like the sounds of our, our native language into a new language. And we think that every word that's written in a similar way to our language should be pronounced a certain way. But my tip is always to analyze how words are written and to kind of mm -hmm. like realize that certain letters sound differently in certain languages. Yeah. And that we need to be aware of that because I remember when I learned French at school, I didn't know how to pronounce anything. Mm. And so I learned all these words, but I was afraid to use them because I didn't know how to pronounce them. And mm -hmm. I, I tried it when I was 14 and I was in France just talking to um, an electrician who was repairing something in our vacation <laughs> cabin. And I was like, oh, you know, this is, but he didn't understand me because he was like, yeah. what the hell are you saying? So based on that experience, I realized that pronunciation is important and it's actually not that difficult if we analyze it and we see okay apparently e and t at the end of a french word mm -hmm. sounds like more you know like m e n t yeah and not meant because if you pronounce yeah. it like meant no one's going to understand you so that's like the thing language learners should know combined with laura's tips i uh, mm -hmm. completely agree then yeah Uh, maybe yeah yeah ahead. if it's if it's okay I would like to add something like what my strategy with the 10 minutes I would never do it with all my languages because it would be 80 minutes for me it's a lot oh, right yeah. so I would only do that for the language you're focused on and I'm always only focused on one language mm -hmm. and the others what I do I maintain them by trying to use them at least once a week in a passive or active way it doesn't matter like for French I will listen to French music and sing along 
And what you say about pronunciation, I think until a certain point, you need to kind of get, especially for language like French or Swedish, where the pronunciation is really important. Like if you mispronounce it, I mean, you can still be understood, but if it's, if you pronounce French with a Spanish accent, very strong Spanish accent, um, people won't understand you really. Yeah. So a, a minimum is needed. And I think what might help is singing along. This helps a lot, I think, because it's a lot of repetition. You are having fun because it's music you mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to, I mean, sometimes the, the lyrics are a little weird or the pronunciation here and there is a little weird, but still, I think it can be helpful. For sure. I learned Spanish like that with lyrics. Yeah. And then I started to realize that things were pronounced differently than I expected. And so I definitely agree. The next question is, is there one method you use for all your languages? Or do you not really believe in one method, you know, for learning a language, but rather multiple strategies that you apply to different levels and different stages you're in with languages? Uh, well, throughout my life, I've used different methods because most of the time I wasn't conscious about the different methods there are, right? So, but two years ago, I found out about the natural approach, like the input-based method, and I really love it. It just fits my learning style a lot because I'm a very auditive person. Um, but yeah, for instance, I don't know, German, I learned it at a language school, very classical way. Uh, when I had a V2, I got a tandem and then I started having French, friends in German. So it was more a classical way, I guess. And now I live in Germany. So I use it, even think in German sometimes. Um, so, but for instance, for Italian or Swedish, the languages I started learning most recently, because Italian is similar to other Romance languages I speak, and Swedish is very similar to German and also a little bit to English. Uh, I use the natural approach and that means that I'm like 90% I would say or 95 I don't know input based so basically podcasts videos and just letting my brain figure it out right I like for instance for Swedish I also bought a book because every time I start a language I like you know checking Duolingo maybe getting a book saying ah yeah that's like the basic way of saying things and ah this grammar feature is interesting but that's just you know a sneak peek and then I get into input and that's like what I use and um, for instance Russian I would say my level is more or less B1 so now I can also use uh, just input base the input base method but just for the beginning I feel like you need to get the basics first like before you start just having input right like that's my impression um, because like we, we learn to read and write so we should make use of it right like I think I was saying this in the other video like in Swedish you put the article the definite article after the noun and I mean waiting for your brain to figure that out it might take weeks or months but just reading it in a book okay you learn it and then you pay attention to it right so I don't think just input is the answer but I love input and it fits my life really well because I use it while cleaning or doing grocery shopping or whatever <laughs> it just fits my life I don't need to have some extra time to sit down and learn you know for sure and I think that people that are wanting to learn a lot of languages they're looking for this one method and actually it's a matter of like it's it's more there's multiple strategies that you can yeah. apply. And it's true that if it's a completely foreign language, like completely, you don't have any base yet, you might want to start with 
understanding what is going on like grammatically mm -hmm. how are words formed how do we identify a noun how do we identify a verb instead of just listening to like mm -hmm. a podcast without understanding what's going on mm -hmm. so I, I completely agree with you at the beginning we need to understand a little bit how the language works we can do that th through a basic course or like we can watch some beginners videos on youtube and like understanding what's going on once we feel more comfortable and we've got the basics down we can read a little bit in that language or listen to it so it's more like the natural approach that you mentioned mm -hmm. and then of course already in this stage i would definitely start speaking as well like in this in this phase where you're like you've got the basics down you can start to have conversations and use the future and the past and the present and like communicate your opinion or ask questions and then like over time you just get better like if you keep on exposing yourself to the language completely like you mentioned you're gonna get better you just have to keep having input and start using the language as well and then it's basically like no way you're gonna feel if you keep on exposing yourself to the language because even children learn that way right like we hear mm. words and we have to use them or they just come up in the right moment and then that's how we how we advance mm -hmm. now the yeah. last uh, question i have is how do you stay motivated when there's so much to learn I mean, my goal is not to learn everything because I also, you know, it's a mindset thing, I think, because I used to want to be native like in German. That was once my goal. And this is frustrating. You know, if your goal is unachievable or very difficult to achieve, I think you get frustrated, you get demotivated and you're like, ah, I'm not going to achieve it anyway. Um, and now my goal is more like, well, I want to speak many languages. I want to talk to people. And so I'm not so strict with myself anymore. Not so perfectionistic, perfectionist. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that. That sounds German. Uh, but anyway, like, yeah, let's not be perfectionists. Like it's okay to make mistakes. So, um, and then you stay motivated if you use material that is fun for you, that are, that are fun for you. Like if you like reading, just read in that language. If you like listening to music, just listen uh, to that music in, in that language, right? And I think if you do the things you're passionate about, um, your motivation won't suffer. Of course, if you're struggling in your life with other things right now, maybe you lose your motivation, but that might be a temporary thing and it might just come back, I guess. Um, but I would say don't rely on motivation too much. I think it's better to rely on routines because I, th I feel like motivation sometimes, like sometimes I don't feel like listening to Swedish, but I have this rule that I have to do it 10 minutes a day and then I'll start and then I feel motivated. But just when I start, I feel motivated. So I prefer to rely on routines than, um, than on motivation because motivation comes and goes. Actually, you're <laughs> so right. I have a really practical example. Every morning okay, I wake cool. up and I have to walk my dog. So like, okay, yeah. I have to walk my dog. But then when I do so, I'm actually really enjoying it because it's the first thing I do in the morning. I'm outside. I see the yeah. sun. I, you know, I hear the birds. So I'm like, why the hell do I not want to walk him when I actually yeah. really enjoy it? It's just that our brain thinks like, oh, I don't want to do this thing or oh, it's such an effort or I'll do it tomorrow. But there's yeah. some things that can't wait. like, what yeah. am I <laughs> And so if you create the same urgency for learning languages, it's true that you have already chosen the resources that you like. So of course you're going to like the activity. You're just sometimes mm -hmm. a little bit lazy. So I understand yeah. that your approach can really help to stay motivated to be like, oh, hey, 
uh, I promised myself I was going to do some Swedish, so let's get that input. And then you're like, hey, it's actually really fun. So like sometimes our brain is trying to fool us and say that we're lazy or we don't want to do it. Yeah. And maybe actually we really enjoy it. So that's something we need to keep in mind to stay motivated. And mm -hmm. as you said, always choosing the things that you like to do. So it also becomes pretty natural. Uh, so mm -hmm. Laura, thank you so much for Thanks. this interview you can find her channel also in the links below and her podcast which is in catalan and uh, please leave the comments below about your view on the things that we talked about today and see you in one of the other videos cool thanks a lot bye bye if you are curious about the youtube video then please check out my youtube channel you can find it by looking for polyglot insights and my first name so polyglot insights marjolein and uh, there's a lot more videos on there and there will be a lot more videos on there in the future because i'm really excited to be experimenting with some challenges for myself for example a 10-day studying portuguese grammar challenge and all of that so in case you're curious please go to my youtube channel Polyglot Insights. See you soon!